It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Should the Rams trade for Jonathan Taylor and which players on the bubble are playing themselves on and off the Rams' final 53-man roster? That's coming up next on Locked On Rams. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Rambling? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your four-time champion, Los Angeles Rams, free and available revenue gear podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, the Lakers for SI, the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation, now the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's Andrew's eighth season covering the team, the People's Champ. You can follow him on Twitter at Travis Rogers. Also, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Do us a favor, join the party, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know. Do you think the Rams should trade for Jonathan Taylor? Let us know. On today's show, which Rams are playing themselves off the roster? Which Rams are playing themselves on the roster? But we begin with the talk of the NFL right now. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor. Should the Rams consider trading for Jonathan Taylor? But first, this episode of Locked on Rams is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. But Travis, we thought this was going to be a off season with no splash moves, but here we go. We got Jonathan Taylor and the Rams. They have been mentioned as a potential suitor. Right off the bat, what are your thoughts on this? For me, I'm thinking maybe we don't give up all these assets to, and trade for a player that is probably not going to be the final missing piece of the puzzle this season. Yeah, I think I tend to to fall into the same category. I think when you look at what the Rams have on their roster, they're not a running back away from being a championship caliber team. The way that we've seen them add, you know, an additional piece here and there. You go back a couple of years ago, they add Matthew Stafford. You go back to that same year, you add Odell Beckham Jr. and Vaughn Miller. That these were guys that were just, you know, you were close and it kind of just put you over the top. It ultimately worked out exactly what you were hoping for. I don't think that Jonathan Taylor falls into that same category. He's a nice player. Don't get me wrong. He's a, he's a very nice player, but I think that what we've seen the Rams do in the draft, I think what we've seen them do during the preseason and what we, I, I think we're going to continue to see them do during the regular season is continue to evaluate their players, continue to see what works and what does not, and what may be a part of a long-term plan and what may not be a part of both the long and the short-term plan. And I don't know how Jonathan Taylor helps that. 
Yeah, let's walk through this a little bit, chew on this for a second, because it's still exciting when you consider the possibility of sure. adding a premier running back, a guy who still is a top five back. He just turned 24 back in January. This is his fourth year in the league. He's got no guaranteed money left. Now, the big issue, the big holdup, though, is he's a running back. And we know that the Rams, they got bitten with Todd Gurley. And I don't think that Sean McVay wants to pay another running back. Running backs in the NFL, they're treated like the yellow starburst these days. No one really wants them. No one values them. No one wants to pay them, right? They can think of the pink, the orange, the red positions like quarterbacks, receivers, edge rushers. So that's the big issue with me is if you traded for him, he's going to want a new deal or else he's going to still be disgruntled. Yeah, first of all, I like the yellow starburst. So do, do, yellow, not okay. throw any, do not throw any shade at yellow starburst. I'll take all of those off your hands. I'm a, really? I'm a fan. Yes, indeed. When someone offers uh, them to me, I say, I feel disrespected. But okay. <laughs> I like it. Look, there's no bad starburst. I'll take whatever you got. There. Um, look, I running backs, this this kind of goes back to what we were talking about on a, on a previous uh, edition of Locked on Rams. The everydayers might remember this, that running back, premium running backs are not necessarily worth the price of admission it, because what you get from let's let's say Jonathan Taylor at his best and then a player like Cam Akers at his most average the gap isn't giant it's there's a gap to be sure but it's not like it's the difference between you winning 10 games or winning 6 it's just not there that the 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 money differential can be quite large whereas the production differential is actually pretty small I think that's why Jonathan Taylor is unhappy in Indy. I think that's why you're seeing so many different running backs across the league, whether it was Saquon initially or Josh Jacobs in, in Vegas. There, It's just a position that at the moment is not a particularly highly compensated one. Guys get frustrated. And look, the, the last thing the Rams need is to have some sort of dispute over money at a position that doesn't seem to be a huge need for them. I I like him. He's a good player. I remember seeing him at Wisconsin. I remember seeing him at in Indianapolis. I, th I think he's a nice player, but if the Rams are predicted to win five and a half games right now, if you add Jonathan Taylor, what are they predicted to win? Five and a half? Six? I, I don't think it changes the calculus of what it is that they have on the field Sunday in and Sunday out. I agree with you. I mean, this year, it's not going to change too much. I mean, you would have a nice three-headed monster there on offense with Cubs, Stafford, and yep. Taylor. And like you said, he's still a really good running back, one of the best in the league. Even in his down year last year, he averaged 4.5 yards per carry. But it was the first year since his high school days that he didn't rush for over 1,000 yards. If you look at the running back wall, I still think he has some elite years in him. So if you were to trade for him and give him a new contract, he could theoretically help this team beyond this season and contend next year. But like you said, the game has changed. The way you value that position. Is he going to be someone that puts you over the top? And I also look at this Rams organization, Les Need and company. They have taken a step back this year as far as spending. And we know they have all their picks in 2024. You've got around $50 million in cap space to spend. They're going to be swimming in cap space and they can spend that mm -hmm. on other players. I mean, I want to see an impact edge rusher, a Chase Young, someone that you can really help solidify this defense. And you kind of find another running back. And if you look at the contract he's after, Travis, he's projected to make around 11 to $13 million per year, but some reports suggest that he's looking for $20 million a year. So you're telling me you're going to trade for a guy where you're going to have to give up a second round pick, a third round pick in 2024, possibly a third and a fourth in 2025. So four picks for a guy that you're going to have to pay $20 million a year. That's like paying for something twice.
Yeah, it just look, if that's what he's asking for, if that's what he wants, if that's what he expects to get, the Rams are not going to be the team to meet that price. I would be stunned if that happens because I think you said something important, DMAC. Go down the list, like, right, if we're triaging the needs of the Rams, where does running back fall? It's nowhere. It might not even be on the list at all, right? You need help on the offensive line. You need help in the secondary. You might need help uh, in pass rush. You perhaps need help at a position like wide receiver once you get past uh, Cooper Cup and maybe Van Jefferson. W- where does running back fall on that list? Nowhere, right? You, you need. You might need help in the kicking game. You might need help in a whole bunch of other places. The Rams' running back situation is actually pretty healthy. Cam Akers had a really nice end of the year last year. Kyron Williams, Sean McVay is very high on. Ronnie Rivers has shown that he can play in this league in the preseason. He's looked pretty good along the way. This is not a position of need. This is not the Rams team from a few years ago where you're stacking luxury pieces on top of a roster that's already loaded with talent. This is a roster that is probably less talented than a lot of others that we've seen over the course of the McVay era. This is not where they need to go. It's it's an it's a fun fantasy idea. It's not a great football idea. It's, it doesn't make them a much better team in either the short or the long term, I don't believe. Exactly. It's such a luxury item. It's like buying a Porsche when you don't have a functioning toilet, right? I mean, you look at the lines, you look at the trenches, that's where they need to build. You have to really have some resistance when you look at this. But I will say, Travis, the one thing that makes me buy it, and I love your take about Cam Akers because I'm high on Cam Akers. I think this is the year for him. I mean, I look at the way he finished that season. 512 yards from week 12 to the end of the season, six touchdowns on 104 carries. Those three final games, he averaged over 136 yards per game. I think this year you could get anywhere from 850 to 1,000 yards, seven or eight touchdowns. So I think he's going to have a productive season. I love the muscle he's at. I think he's determined and focused this year. But I will say, Jonathan Taylor, if you want to look at him as a game-changing running back, you did see what happened in 1999, right? I mean, in, when the Rams late 90s made a trade for Marshall Falk, he was with the Colts. He was disgruntled. The Rams ended up trading for him, and he ends up with 2,429 yards from scrimmage in 99. He won back-to-back MVPs in 2000, 2001. He scored 47 touchdowns. He helped spawn the greatest show on turf. Is there any of that magic for you as far as just kind of the similarities in the coincidence there? <laughs> the teams are similar. Nothing else is. Marshall Falk is a Hall of Fame running back, one of the great players ever to put on a, a, a football uniform. Also, the most important part about what you said, never mind the disparity between Falk and Jonathan Taylor, 1999. It was 23 years ago. The day, the game has changed so 24 years ago. The, the the game has changed so dramatically over the time from when 1999, the way that the NFL was played to where it is right now. I, I'll, I'll go back. Tell me the last time that a team was running back centered that was in or winning Super Bowls. It was Marshawn Lynch with the Seahawks. It's been a minute. This is a quarterback league. This is a wide receiver league. This is a tight end league. This is a league that is is about pass rushing and shut down corners. This is not a league about running backs anymore. And and I I feel bad for guys like Jacobs and Taylor who want to get their money. And and I hope that they get it from somebody. I just don't think it's going to be the Rams. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think all those things are 100% true. It's a different era. You don't have to go through that shiny new toy and try to find something like that. I think that Cam Akers is going to surprise. I would not be shocked if he has a solid season. Based on where this team is right now, he just doesn't make a lot of sense. But we've got a running back that I think has played himself onto the roster, as well as a linebacker. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Let me ask you this. Should buying a ticket to go see a game be a stressful situation? Should it be something that you're worrying about? Probably not, right? That's why game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Whether you're looking for a flash deal, a last-minute deal, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And, of course, you get to see the seat, right? You get to get the image of where you're going to sit. You got the lowest price guarantee. You got a van cancellation process or protection, I should say. Look, if something pops up in your life, you lose your job. We got protection for that as well. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, really anything that you can think of. And the guarantee at game time means that you'll always get the best price. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you find tickets in the same... Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are off running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you watching every episode, listening to every episode. And you can join the Everyday Listeners Club too. Membership is 100% free. You just have to watch every episode, listen to every episode, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. But Travis, here in our second segment, we've got 
got some guys that have played themselves onto this 53-man roster, in my opinion, with their performance in the preseason. And we're going to start with Jake Hummel. Now, Jake Hummel, I thought he had some good moments, had some struggles at times, but for the most part, he has played well. He's been productive. In the Rams' second preseason game against the Raiders, he had five tackles. He had the interception that he returned for 21 yards for the touchdown. Now, my favorite thing about that, of course, that we have to talk about Sean McVay. Sean McVay, <laughs> he was talking He was talking to Siciliano, and he was talking to Witt, and he just went crazy. He was like, taking it to yeah. the crib, baby. <laughs> talk about that hook shot. My man, Hummel. He just loses his mind. How cool was that, Trav? So I'm glad you brought that up because that was the favorite, my favorite part of the entire uh, game on Saturday night. And not because they had a pick six. That's fun. Don't get me wrong. Jake Hummel made a nice play and took it to the house and got the Rams for one of their only two touchdowns of the day. But you got, you, you got a glimpse as to what makes Sean McVay, Sean McVay, all in about a 10 second window because his enthusiasm is absolutely infectious. There was nothing about that that was premeditated or inauthentic or anything. He is excited for his guys, and his guys love him for it. That's number one. Number two is he instantly identified what had happened. He, he literally is calling. He's doing like a play-by-play as it's happening right there in front of him. You got to see why television networks are so excited about getting him in the booth at some point in his life because it was instantly there. And then later on in that, just when, when Hummel had gotten back to the bench and he's sitting there, he goes over there and pumps him up. That a baby. He's so fired up. And this is what it is, right? He's enthusiastic about what he does. He loves his players. He loves Football, as corny as that sounds, it's true. He loves ball, and it just shoots out of him, and we got a chance to see it last night in a real way, or I should say on Saturday night, and and it was awesome. There, were, there was nothing about it that wasn't great. I loved it. Yeah, it was solid goal. He's like, my man Hummel, captain tonight. This is the only time the good S has happened. Now I look like a selfish coach talking to you guys on the coaches cam. I feel so left down. It's just the normal circumstances for me. We end up sending the blitz right there. You know, he was so excited, so anti. And like you said, he goes over, he gives them some love. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. He cares about his players. He loves the game of football. He loves to analyze football. And the fact you can process all this in real time and just break it down, I thought it was fantastic. But as far as Jake Hummel, the player goes, he did miss some tackles there. He gave up three catches. PFF didn't love him. He gave him a 29.2. You always have to take those grades with a grain of salt. But I think he absolutely has locked up his spot on the 53-man roster. I think you got Jones and Roseboom as the two starters. But Hummel has sewn up that spot as the third linebacker there, I think he's also going to have a role on special teams. Yeah, I think so too. I like, like you said, the, the, uh, you got Ernest Jones, you got Christian Roseboom. They're probably the guys that are in there. And I think he's probably the, the next guy. I think he makes the team too. I'd be surprised if he didn't. And look, this is kind of what you got to do to pop, right? This is kind of what you got to do to make everybody go, hey, well, oh, okay, Jake Hummel, nice play. And this is how you do it. You also mentioned special teams as well. I'll, I'll go back to something that I've said before, and not just on this podcast, but this is something that I think we've seen under Raheem Morris, something that we even saw a little bit um, under Wade Phillips when, they were the, when he was the defensive coordinator. Even, even Brandon Staley going back. 
this is not a position of huge emphasis on this team. It's important, but the Rams are more about what happens up front, and the Rams are more about what happens on the edges. Your middle linebacker is always going to be an important part of what you do, but in the Rams scheme and how they go about setting things up, this is not something that is a super high priority in their world. I think he makes the team. I think he's a pretty good football player, and you could tell Sean McVay, likes him. Sean McVay wants him to have success as evidenced by the way that uh, he reacted after that pick six. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent how they use a linebacker position. I mean, even you saw struggling against the run, the way they were sending yeah. and Rose boom into the gaps right there to try to figure some things out. But yeah, I mean, look, he's going to get a spot on this team. You love to see it. And like you said, sometimes in the preseason, it's just the preseason, but you need big plays and yeah. it, whether it be an interception, a pick six, a big sack of forced fumble recovery. That is what sticks out in these coaches minds because they're looking for these little incremental improvements for you to take a step forward. They're looking for you to take leaps during practice but if you can get some of the pop during a game it definitely increases your chances but i was also really impressed with the performance of ronnie rivers now ronnie yeah. rivers nine carries for 42 yards 23 of his 42 yards coming after contact didn't force a missed tackle but i think you see the wiggle in the backfield and his ability to make his guy miss i think that is something that's going to bode well he has experience in this offense he can play a role in special teams as a returner as well i think he's also made this team at this point I do too. I, I think that you've got your running back room pretty well solidified at this point with obviously you're going to have your starter and cam makers. Kyron Williams is probably your second guy. And then Ronnie Rivers, I think, has kind of jumped to the front uh, of the next guy. Whether they carry a fourth running back, we'll see. It depends on need. It depends on how the wide receiver room shakes out. It depends on how the secondary room shakes out. There's a lot of different things that are going to determine how many running backs. It depends on how the quarterbacks shake out, quite frankly. Are you going to carry two? Is Mark, or, or I should say, uh, you know, Rip Brett Rippin going to make that team? Or are they just going to have Stetson Bennett be comfortable in that number two role? There's a lot of moving parts there, but I agree with you. Ronnie Rivers was good for them last year. You know, that it would be nice if it was more about the football and not winning three-card poker in Vegas the way that he did, but it's uh, he, he, he can be a useful player. And this is why I think kind of going back to what we are talking about at the top with Jonathan Taylor, is Jonathan Taylor better than Ronnie Rivers? Of course he is. Is he more dynamic and explosive? Of course he is. But the price points are so different, and you already have guys ahead of him that you're not looking for a big splash here. You're looking for a little depth, and I think that Ronnie Rivers can provide that. By the way, you never found out if there's a Rivers card in three-card poker. I guess we'll find <laughs> out today. Still, there was I, that night. Yeah, exactly, right? I mean, so he always has that in his bag, bought his mom a nice house, so you yep. love that story. But, yeah, I mean, he's elusive. He runs with power. His longest run was for eight yards, but I think he brings some stability there in the depth chart. And I think you brought up the best point. How many running backs are they going to keep? Is it going to be just three? Will it be a Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, Zach Evans running back room, or do you have Ronnie Rivers? Now, Zach Evans, he hasn't shown out to this point. No. He hasn't looked spectacular, but they moved up to get him. He has draft pick status. They're high on him as a guy that has upside. His ceiling is higher, so I still think that he makes this team, but I think that you keep four. I think the odd man out is your boy from Oregon, your Oregon Doug, Rolls-Royce Freeman, who yeah. he trucks some guy at the line of scrimmage. I saw that. He kind of runs with some strength and power, but Ronnie Rivers, Ronnie Rivers just brings more versatility to that position.
Yeah, he does. And and he's got a little bit of experience as well. He played a little bit with this team last year. He's been in the in, in the program, as we like to say, a little bit longer. He probably is better at some protection situations than maybe some other guys that if you do get to a situation where Cam Akers is unavailable or Kyron Williams is unavailable, I don't know how it, it, it excited Sean McVay would be to put a running back back there to help Matthew Stafford with protection that's brand new at that. So I think he's got a little bit of an advantage there as well. But whether or not that that third and fourth spot in the running back room, or the fourth spot, I should say, is going to have a lot to do with other positions that have nothing to do with running back. 100%. Where can you go short on a position to add depth at another position? I think you start, like you mentioned, the quarterback spot. I think they're going to be fine with keeping two, hoping Stafford stays healthy, and hoping that Stetson Bennett continues to grow and continue to learn this offense and become a guy they can trust in that role. But yeah, I mean, he's done everything to make this team in Ronnie Rivers a 70.4 PFF grade. That was strong. I think that he's going to be on this roster but there are some guys that have, I think, played themselves off that 53-man roster. Guys that were on that roster at this point last season. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with the Locked on Fantasy Football host, Vinny Eiler, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Are you looking for a player to take in fantasy football who will spark his new team's offense and also help you speed to victory? Then use a luxury pick on Giants tight end Darren Waller. The former Raider is already riding in style again with Daniel Jones, locked into him throughout training camp and the preseason. The connection is strong enough already to believe that Waller will go back to to being a reliable cog at his position, grab him after the top few tight ends have already been off the board. Vinny Eiler from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. That is the same with your vehicle. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank that AC, and say goodbye to sweating if if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you'll know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And one more shout out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you. You should join the Everyday Listeners Club too. Membership is completely free and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. But Travis, here in our final segment, we've got some guys that are really playing themselves off the roster with their performance in the preseason, starting with Lance McCutcheon. Now, Lance McCutcheon, he holds a very prestigious record with the Rams. He's their all-time leader in preseason receiving yards 
But this year, just two catches in two games. I think Tyler Johnson has passed him up. He's been the most productive receiver for the Rams through two games. He's someone you can trust in different routes. He's a trusted target. Lance McCutcheon, he's essentially a guy who's just an outside receiver. That's pretty much what he brings to the table and just hasn't had the results during the preseason like we saw last year. Well, I think you said it best, Mac. that Tyler Johnson is this year's Lance McCutcheon. Lance McCutcheon last year was the guy like, wow, what, you know, what's going on? Wow, you open again. Wow, another nice catch. Wow, they went, went to him again. They're kind of featuring him in the offense that we saw last year. That was Lance McCutcheon's role. That's Tyler Johnson's role this year. He's the one. Wow, another one. Oh, okay, there he go. Wow, okay, there it is again. And it just seems to be that he's jumped ahead of him. This is you know, this is a position of depth for the Rams. How much talent there is and how much production we're going to see at that position, I think, is is interesting because here's who you know for sure is going to make the team. You, you obviously you got Cup, you've got Van Jefferson, you've got Tutu Atwell. There's three, right? So Pukunakua is going to make this team. Uh, Marcus Robinson is going to make this team. It feels like Tyler Johnson is going to make this team. That's six. Okay, so Ben Skoranek is probably going to make this team. That's seven. So we got seven guys. It's just a numbers game. There's just not enough room left for him. He does feel like the eighth guy. He does feel like the odd man out. And then you got Trammell and some other guys that are trying to make this team. It's just that pipeline's getting very narrow. Special teams are going to be a part of it. We saw him in the preseason last year. We saw him a little bit in the regular season. It wasn't nearly as impactful. There were extenuating circumstances to be sure, but I think he's on the outside looking in right now. I really do. Exactly. And look, that's what happens when you sign receivers that have some experience, that have had some modicum of success in this league like Tyler Johnson has. And it's not a lot. I mean, 529 receiving yards, two touchdowns, but he's a guy that's out there handling his business. That's how it looks. He's a guy saying, I know what it takes to make an NFL roster and contribute in some capacity. Whereas Lance McCutcheon, he just has not done it. I mean, he has given the opportunities, but he's not getting open. He's not creating separation, just not being productive. And I think Tyler Johnson, he was smart in building some chemistry with Stetson Bennett when you consider that Bennett was going to get those reps. I think you hit on all those names. I think those are 100% the guys that are going to make the roster at this point. I do want to see a little bit more from Demarcus Robinson, considering what we've heard from him from the practice reports. And I still think that he's going to be really solid maybe as a WR4 see some highlight catches from him but yeah I think Lance McCutcheon his days are numbered as far as being a Rams receiver and I think the Rams are going to use the IR for some of the guys that they want to move off of they're going to stash some guys on the practice squad and look if you poach a guy from the practice squad on from another team you have to keep them on your active roster I don't think there's a lot of guys that are going to be on their practice squad that other teams are going to be poaching yeah, and that's kind of how they used him for a chunk of the season last year, too, right? That this is this is a, a, a tool that the teams use. You got to be a little careful because if it's somebody you actually want to keep and develop, you need to be careful that there isn't somebody else that says, you know what, we'll, we we can use him right now. So there's a little bit of a, a of a chess game that goes on there, but. I think the Rams know what they have in that wide receiver room. I think they probably have more NFL players than they have NFL spots, which means somebody's probably going to be a, a, available for another team. I, I think Lance McCutcheon probably plays in the NFL. I think he's probably somebody that, that does get picked up if, in fact, they, the Rams cut him or place him on a practice squad. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be a regular part of what the Rams do at that position. They Not a ton outside of cup, not a lot of guys that are going to make your eyes bug out of your head, but a lot of guys that have proven they can play in the NFL or have opportunities to prove they can play in the NFL. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think if you're if you're Lance McCutcheon, you got to go deep into your bag in this final yep. preseason game. He needs to go full on Flipper Anderson against <laughs> the Rams when he was on the Saints when he had 336 sure. yards and had that TD. Right? I mean, he yeah. has to have a big one in the final. Yeah, I, I, and again, the, the final preseason game is always weird, right? Because you don't play hardly anybody. Your opponents yeah. very rarely play anybody. So even if you did Flipper Anderson it. I don't know if it has that same impact of, wow, that was, it's like, okay, you're Flipper Anderson against a bunch of guys who are going to be driving a beer truck in two weeks. I, I don't know if it really resonates <laughs> quite like that. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right about that one. I think kind of what's done and is done at this point, but we're not going to cut everyone today. We're going to save some cuts for tomorrow's episode and some more guys that stood out and have played their way onto this roster. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers on Twitter as well at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house is Locked on Rams house. Should the Rams trade for Jonathan Taylor and wit and should Hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.